Welcome to the Kingdom Business Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Fitch, sitting in as always with the great LZ for today's special episode of the Kingdom Business Podcast. What's going special on? Special episode. Everybody likes special episodes. Well, you know, so here's the deal. Um, I've been I've been called a lot of things in my life, but one of my favorite things is being called a conspiracy theorist. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This has all the feels already of an airing of grievances. Is it? Are you fixing to just tell everybody off? Negative. Negative. Okay, good. The reason this is a special edition Kingdom Business Podcast is because the great state in which I live and your business dwells. The great state of Georgia. 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 Sing it. Georgia. So, you know, the thing. I think I like the Ray Charles version better. No, yeah, I like Ray Charles a lot. What didn't Joe Cocker sing Georgia too? You know, I really don't know. I should know that being a Georgia musician. That's probably something that we, you know, um, there's probably. You know what? I tell you what. Hey Siri, who sang the song Georgia? She's not going to talk. She's going to put it up. It says uh, originally it was uh, recorded by Canadian country singer Carolyn. Don Johnson. No way. Yeah. Not Don Johnson, like Miami Vice, no, but Don. No, that's, that's, see, that's what happens when you ask that's what Siri. It's, it's what it just said. That's what it just said. Now, Siri, Siri's known to be a little bit leaning to the left, so she might have just been diverting because, this puts us back to a serious tone, everything that we're going to say today is with a whole heart. There's going to be nothing that we say today um, when we start talking about these points, it's going to be in a joking manner, um, un- unless there's just something we can't we can't pass up a joke on. Georgia on my mind. Is okay, a, is a okay. 1930 song written by Hoagie Carmichael. Well, I wouldn't even known Hoagie Carmichael. Oh, you know. Hoagie, Hoagie, footlong ham and cheese, Hoagie. Stuart, uh, let's see, Hoagie Carmichael and Stuart Goral, and first recorded that same year by Hoagie. Carmichael. Okay. However, the song has been most often associated with soul singer Ray Charles. No, now right here it says it was recorded in the nineteen in nineteen forty two by Brioche Davis. I didn't know that Ray Charles was a native of the of Georgia. Did you? <laughs> oh, you're doing bun jokes, bro, and you ain't even catching on. Who now? I'm uh, Ray Charles. He lived in Georgia. Ray Charles. I didn't know he was a native Georgian. He was a native of the U.S. state of Georgia and recorded it for his 1960 album, The Genius Hits the Road. Wow. Wow. I'll tell you this. It's it's referred to as a regional anthem. Oh, I believe it, bro. Oh, hoagie Carmichael. There's one thing that you can expect when you go to the fireworks on 4th of July, any, any place in Georgia where they're playing music. Ella Fitzgerald sang it. Oh, come on. The Hawks band sang it. I don't it. know who that is. Willie Nelson sang it. Well... Willie had to sing it because Willie doesn't smoke so much pot. He forgot about Georgia as soon as he left. Man. So he has post-it notes on his bus that say, George on my mind. That way he knows. He can remember. He'd been to Georgia what before. What state are we in anyway? Yeah. Man, I'll tell you this. I am. I was, I was so excited to get the news yesterday that the uh, Georgia Guidestones, uh, one of the panels had been decimated. Okay, so let's put a pause right there because – uh, we don't normally dive into this kind of detail with the KBP, but LZ feels a real strong urging from the Holy Spirit to to share what's on his heart about this particular situation. Until yesterday, uh, midday, I, you know, having grown up in 
the Chattanooga area and been in this area for my whole life had never heard of the Georgia Guidestones until yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly it fills my social media feed and, um, and then you called me and said, you know, it had fallen. So, you know, tell me what the heck the Georgia Guidestones is and why it's important and yeah, all that. So in a, in a quick nutshell here, um, let's, let's go back, um, 15 years ago. Let's see here, 15, 13, 15 years ago, I began to study out a lot of the things that, um, I felt like Holy Spirit was speaking to me and really it started. It's so funny. You brought up the Moravians Tuesday because it started in spring place at the Moravian mission. What did this whole delving into what I found about the spirits and some of the principalities that control some of the aspects of the world in which we live. So um, just, just a quick story. I, I had, I had been to see my brother who was in basic training. I had a dream and in that dream, the Lord showed me a few things. And a, one of the things he showed me was that there were people watching, there were eyes. And so I, I was kind of tuned into this thing and there were native Americans that were in this dream um, I felt really strongly to go to the Moravian mission, which was in spring place, which they were, they were there to minister. Chief van had given them graciously some property to, uh, to, to minister on. So I went to that spring. Um, I sat for about 15 minutes. I go to leave and there was a, an owl that came out of the brush. And this was like at two o'clock in the afternoon. Anybody that knows nature knows that normally a barred owl is not going to be running around in daylight like that. So unless something flushes it out of unless the roof, something of flushes, roost. Yeah. that's right. So to know this area, I'm sitting by the spring. There's a big brush area that goes into this pasture where there's cattle and this, this hawk or this, uh, this owl come up out of this brush straight up into this pin oak and was looking at me, watching me. He and thought, you reckon he thought that beard was something. I didn't have a beard. Oh, okay. So instantly I was like, I'm getting out of here. So I go get in my car, open my sunroof. And as I'm, slowly pulling down the drive i watched this owl watch me and in my spirit the lord said pay attention i'm showing you something with the owl that set me on a journey and in that journey i began to study out and that's when i found you know that when the freemasons uh laid the city streets in our nation's capital there were there were things done that were done intentionally and one of the things done intentionally is um, the the fact that it, it they 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 put an animal shape around the Capitol and the Supreme Court? Yeah, you can you can Google that. Sure Google enough. Google owl in yeah. Washington D.C. We're going to put a picture of that. Uh, we'll put a link or a picture in in the description of the podcast. If you will scroll down and look, some of you've never been in our description area. It's a pretty cool place to go. Why ain't y'all going to visit our page? I'm telling you. But in the descriptions, you can find really cool links. But all that said. It set me on this thing of seeing that there were these streets built around the Capitol building and the Supreme Court that are in the shape of an owl. I started studying out. There it is. Yep. Um, and, and and you can see it's not like oh I got to close my eyes kind of kind of kind of and cross them to see it. No, it's clear. The eyes, the horns of the owl, or the ears they would call them. The the, the wings, the tail. You clearly see it sitting there. Um, in the belly of the owl, where it would be there in D.C., is where the Capitol and the Supreme Court sit. Now, let's go back to Leviticus. There was a there was a decree to the people. He said in the decree, do not, you will not throw your children into the furnace of Molech. They were being told this in Leviticus because mm-hmm. why? People were throwing their babies into this furnace. Now, why were they doing that? Well, because they believed that this God, this deity, Molech, had the power 
to um, bless their crops, to bless their land, their water supply, um, to bless their, um, their it, whatever, their, their, their financial endeavors, whatever they were doing. Well, there were two shapes that this Molech graven image would mm. come in. Okay. I bet one of them's an owl. One was a bull and okay. one was an owl. Now, I won't go down this rabbit hole. It's for a different day. But if you're interested, truly, if you are, if you're interested in learning more about Molech and the owl and how it ties into modern American government and society, I would be glad to uh, talk with you via message. You can message me on my Facebook. Um, you can also send me an email, Landon at morelordkingdom.com. Landon's going to be teaching a Bible study. Well, here's the thing. I want people to know I'm not going to talk things on here that people can say, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so talked about that and they're fruitcakes. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. What I am going to do is tell you what I know for a fact. And what I know for a fact, there was a deity and a god named Molech that came in the shape of an owl. They threw their babies into it. The, the Masons came here, built streets in our Capitol building, did it in such a way they put an owl around the Capitol building itself, the Supreme Court sits there, and all the laws of the land come out of the belly of this owl. Mm-hmm. Abortion was coming out of the belly. We were literally killing our, our, our babies. The law was what was set in the, in the highest court of the land until this year. Until two weeks ago. That's right. Rover. Rover. Go get that Rover shirt. Rover. It's available. Morelordkingdom.com. Pre-order. 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 Mm-hmm. So when I was studying all of these things out, I come across this thing about the Georgia Guidestones. You're kidding. No, this was, this was, again, this was, this was 13, 15 years ago. But now they're not in the shape of an owl. They're not. Okay. These are kind of more like Stonehenge and yeah. they're called America's Stonehenge. America's Stonehenge, right. Now it, something interesting. This thing was erected like in 1979. 1980. Yeah. And nobody really knows no. the, where it came from or who did it. That's right. Now, now uh, one of our friends on Facebook Went and did a little research and came back, and uh, he believed he found who R.C. Christian was. But after doing a little research of my own, that's not, that's not in fact, who R.C. Christian well, really was. Who is R.C. Christian? What no one mean? knows who R.C. No, but what does that mean? What? Well, so in 1980, a man named R.C. Christian goes into Elberton, Georgia, goes into a local— uh, And Elberton's over there, like right on the South Carolina yeah, border, yeah, over there, Clemson. Kind that's of right. That's right. Yeah, some of our okay. friends—actually, Tara and I were over there last year. If you remember, some of our friends live over in that South Carolina-Anderson area. You go over there to Athens like you're going yeah. to see them dogs play. Mm-hmm. Go dogs. Then you kindly, Hang on just a minute. Go dogs. Then you National kind, kindly turn the nose of your truck due east. Until the wind starts blowing your beard the other way, and you'll get you'll run in there in about an hour and a half. You'll run right into right into downtown Elberton. Can't yeah. miss it. Uh, well, you can. So you know, I don't know why Elberton, but I know why Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 1980, a man went into a local monument monument place mm-hmm. uh, or a store that or a, a, a company that handles large stone and placed an order for these four large slabs. Mm-hmm. To be cut and engraved, several languages on them. Some of them are known. Most of them aren't even. Yeah, known. there's some Egyptian hieroglyphs on it. All kinds of weird, stuff. weird things. Yeah. Now, personally, I think most of that stuff was blah blah blah. I think most of it was probably uh, deviant. But I will tell you this: I, there's truth in it, in the fact that there was something hid. There was a reason it was there. Now, if you look at it, it does kind of favor Stonehenge. Yeah, but didn't it have like a? It had, I was reading a thing. I googled it yesterday and it said it's got a. 
And oh, yeah. a hole in the oh, top. Oh, this is where I'm going. Okay. Because you know how I love to talk about people getting on me about the earth. Oh, yeah. Think about this, though. If, if, you're, not, if you're not an avid listener of the KBP. Yeah. And uh, say, for example, you haven't made it through season one yet. That's right. We encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's amazing. Landon thinks the earth is flat. We don't talk about it a lot, but uh, we just kind of choose to agree, agree to disagree. Thank you, people. The earth's flat. They're cheering for me, agreeing to no, disagree, I guess. The, 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 I just raised my hands. I, I raised my Will Ferrell hands here. Now, I'm telling you, there, there's, <laughs> there, there's something that is really real about where it's from, why it's there, the, the direction that it was sitting. And you've got this hole that's put into this monument that when the sun goes through every day, mm-hmm. it shines on to that calendar's day. How cool is that? Well, it sounds cool, but it it totally throws a big old wrench into the so round. Hang on, hang on. It throws the wrench into the round earth thing big time. Because if earth is round and spinning like a marble through space and all this stuff's going on, which is not true because our night sky would look like a laser light show. If it were, how could that sunshine line up with that hole every day? Please tell me that. There, not, there's just no formula for it. Okay. None. Okay, well, we're, again, this is where we're going to have to. Thank you. There goes the hands. See? Y'all can tell that, that Landon's the guy pushing the buttons over there on the board because <laughs> nobody ever cheers or laughs or anything for me. You know? Maybe right there. Look, look. So uh, I, th- I think you got to be careful with this because uh, you are trying to make a serious point. I am. About this Molech thing and, this, and these stones. Yes, the the flat earth thing. I think that, you say it with banter. I think you say it with the tongue, tongue in cheek. cheek. So that this thing is erected in the 1980s. Yes, 1980. All, all these languages, and a, no a lot one knows. of a lot of which nobody is undecipherable. That's right. And it's erected with a hole in it, so that as the sun passes each day, it changes and and shines the light on the day of the calendar. Or yeah, it, it moves. Yeah. And we're supposed to believe in a bunch of good old boys from Georgia. Yeah. That that set gravestones. Right? Yeah, I right, mean, they walked right. into like a monument place or yeah, yeah, some place yeah. and ordered this thing. Yeah. And and no disrespect to guys that set gravestones, but like th- this this was set by just a bunch of dudes. Yeah. So that's what we're supposed to think. And 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 so the calendar changes every day and, and they got all that perfectly lined up with equipment that was available in nineteen eighty. Right. Hmm. Doesn't doesn't make sense. And nobody knows who any of these people are. No, and that's the thing. He represented a group of people who were like-minded. Now, what it did say, and you can look this up. This is all public public information. This is not uh, hearsay. We didn't find uh, Leroy's cousin down there in in uh, in uh, Covington who knew somebody that was up eighty five a little ways that he sold chicken eggs to. No, we, this is that's all public public knowledge. Um, <laughs> if you go back and read, it said things like the population of the Earth needed to be below five hundred million. It, it, it told it told steps on how to nurture and care for the earth. But one of the things that it did, it, it did not give any homage to Yahweh. There was nothing. As a matter of fact, the spirit that rested on it did not even draw Yahweh's people, but it drew witches and, and, and even in the occult realms of magic. And here's something I want to put out there. I want to invite them. Reach out to me. I want to have an open dialogue and discussion because the only way that their hearts can understand true love is to have a real true conversation with somebody that's not judging them 
And Fitch, we're those people that can have conversations with witches and warlocks. And I just read something that our, our brother Justin put out that there was a, he was one of the founders of the satanic church in South Africa. Yeah, I saw that this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he said because these this, this group of believers, these Christians, chose to show him what unconditional love was. Mm. So we go back to this monument. We go back to this thing that's there. I believe it was it was something set in place by men who had an agenda that knew it was not going to happen in their time, but it knew it was for another generation. That's right. And I believe it was set there to say, our plan is going to go forth. Well, I will tell you this. This is my, this is what I've been praying about Fitch. What are we doing with our lives period? Like, what are we really doing? This news hits. I'm sitting here going, okay. I remember talking about this, you know, over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the Lord says, what I planted in you then Mm. has taken time to mature. I told you then, so it would be in you. You could say something about it so that you would have a knowledge of it now. Right. I believe the first blight we talked about was Roe v. Wade abortion over this, over this nation. Sure. That giant's head was cut off. We talked on Tuesday about there were four stones left in David's, David's pouch. Maybe it was for four of Goliath's brothers, his homeboys that wanted to come, maybe start some trouble. And then all of a sudden, we get this message that this monument in Georgia, hmm. it's not a monument. It's a demonic altar. Yeah, It's a course. portal, I believe. Right. It's a portal. Right. In the, in the angles that it was set, everything that it did, it opened a portal. Everything that, that we see, everything that, that, we've, that we've watched, we're seeing a dismantling, a, a deconstruction. And I believe the second blight is idol worship. I guess let's put a bow on this. So what are you saying? So what I'm saying is there was somebody, there was a group of people that had an agenda when, when they put this thing up, when they put this thing up in 1980. Okay. And I believe that agenda was the same as what was, we've already seen unfold on the West coast. Okay. Um, which is what, which is total liberalism. Okay. Total socialism. Okay. And if we're not careful, the beautiful capital of Georgia, Atlanta will become the same, the same way. We have to be very, very careful. So I know people don't like us mixing politics with things, but people, body of Christ, it's very, very, very important that we stand our ground, especially now. I believe heaven was giving us a wink, giving us a sign. I believe it was struck and destroyed, and they came and carted it off because Yahweh said, I've got a different plan for Georgia. I've got a different plan. There will not be a plan that rules by homosexuality. There will not be a plan that rules by socialism. There will not be a plan that pits race against each other. It will be a city that my plan brings love, unity, and restoration to the nation. That's why there's such a fight over this state. So when you say um, we need to stand our ground, we need to be bold. What, what, give me something practical. That, that, what does that mean? First off, it means we need to love. We need to love. Love is bold. Sometimes loving people is the boldest thing you can do. And by that, we have to not, we have to not judge. So by standing your ground, it means you got to be resolute. So number one, you got to know who you are and know what your purpose is. If you're listening right now and you say, man, I really don't know who I am. I don't know who, what my purpose is. I'm going to encourage you spend time just just seeking the face of Yahweh, asking him to reveal who you are, what your foundations are. Write those things down, what you believe, the foundation, the core foundations of what you believe. 
Listen, we don't need to be hanging uh, shame around the necks of, of young ladies who have went through um, abortions. Um, we don't need to um, be, be talking about all the all the problems. What we need to do is come with love. That's the first thing. Love is bold. Right. Okay. So when I say be bold, love, love, love. Stand your ground. Be like Christ. Don't be weak. Don't back down. When the liberal agenda rises up and they tell you to shut up, nobody wants to hear it, keep loving. Listen, if they had not have stood their ground in front of the Supreme Court with life tape on their mouth, we may not be sitting here in a country where where abortion has been abolished on the federal level. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a, it, is a, it is a great day. So stand your ground. Most likely, most likely, this country is going to see revival as the federal government um, – <laughs> takes their hands off of more control of of the state's governments. We are not a democracy, Fitch. We are a republic. That's true. So once it comes back to control of states, I think what we're seeing right now is a massive revival happening in our government. So be bold, stand your ground, know what you're called to do. If you're a creative, paint, sculpt, write, worship, play music, make, make frequencies, do something, release into the atmosphere. And while you're doing it, be thinking about all the positive things that you want Yahweh to be doing. Come in alignment with heaven. And listen, Molech, Molech has no control over this nation. Idol worship is being destroyed, being dismantled. And I believe what we're seeing is a total revolution within the kingdom, Fitch. Wow. That's what I believe. Well, so be it. So be it. That's what I say. More, Lord. More, Lord. Let's talk about some sponsors. Well, how could you have anything about more, Lord, without talking about Dalen Rugg? The Glory Rug. Dalen.com. The, gl- the Glory Rug. They got some awesome rugs through uh, a process called Prismatic. It's neat. Go check them out. Dalen.com. Ignite it, a fire. Man, that stuff is hot. Yeah. It's the bomb. <laughs> I'll tell you something I love about it. Um, it's really easy to use. And I can literally put it in the fire, strike the match, turn around, and continue setting my camper up. Turn around 20 minutes later, five minutes later, you get this big, beautiful... You got a fire. Rip, roaring fire. Yep. You can find it online, ignitefire.net. You can find it at grillgrade.com. You can also find it at mystore.com. I'll tell you what you're not ready for is the new merch coming out from Morelord Kingdom. It's going to be hot. going to be hot. We got something uh, new that's brewing. Can't wait to talk about that a little bit. And we've also got some shirts that are going to drop that are going to be fire. Yes, sir. Check them out. Morelordkingdom.com. Thanks for tuning in. Special episode. We'll see you soon. Morelord. <laughs>